Then on 9-11, we pretended like four planes were being hijacked when really we just rerouted them to Pennsylvania, then flew two military jets in the World Trade Center filled with more explosives and shot down all the witnesses in Flight 93 with an F-15 after blowing up the Pentagon with a cruise missile. It was only the world's most intricate and flawlessly executed plan ever, ever. I want to find out what's going on with him. And I want to find out what's going on with you, Drew. <laughs> and that's why we're here. Hello. Hello. I'm Nico. This is the Drew World Order and Red Shark Radio. What's up, You're from Drew, Drew World Order. You might remember me. wouldn't say a co-host, a contributor on the Drew World Order on the last couple of episodes. And we're just going to flip the script here. We're going to do uh, what we call a joint podcast. And we're going we're gonna to put this on our feed. So people from Red Shark Radio, I haven't met Drew yet. Say hello, Drew. Hello. Greetings and salutations. And the people from uh, Drew World Order introducing Red. Say hi, Red. Hello, Drew people. Hi, Red. <laughs> How are you? And that is the professor. Hey, Nico. I haven't met the professor yet. I need a passport to get to South Carolina, so I'm working on it so I can come see you. Oh, nice. <laughs> Do you hate Ted Kappel? Yes, yes, Okay, yes. good. That's all I needed. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the professor, he's obsessed with Ted Kappel. He's always bringing him up. But uh, anyway, Red Shark Radio, it's been a while since we did a show. We had some studio problems. Red took a studio apart. Uh, repainted, put things back together. Repainted again. Fell through the desk. Yeah. Smashed it, bonded it, painted it again, and it's all back together. And we are we are ready to go now. If anybody goes on YouTube and watches this, what you're going to get to see is you're going to get to see Red start to melt. Yeah. Because he has to shut his air conditioning off for the sound, and he's in Carolina. It's about 120 degrees in his garage. So you're going to slowly start to see him sweat. And melt. And by the end of the show, he should just be a puddle. He needs the Huggies 4000. <laughs> so I don't know if you know, uh, Joe, I know you only met Red briefly. You know, he's actually also a music producer. You see, he's got the keyboard and he's a singer. He's a rapper. He also goes by the name Little Global. That's like his rap name. No shit. Matter of fact, let me play. Let me play one of uh, play one of his songs. There's a little, this is a little Little Global right here. Freaking asshole. Trying to find my way, I'm still searching. Trying to be my own person. Blending in, they working. I'll find my way, I'm learning. These least know I got purpose. These least know I ain't perfect. Got ones locked up, man. These ones in the dirt, man. To this day, I'm still hurting. I can never let that pain go. All the times that I did the most for the people that I thought were close. We fell off, we don't talk no more. Saw the signs of my horoscope. Big dog shit, not a pup no more. To make ends meet, had to move that dope. About to swerve off off the Meek and Morgan Maisie. 
pockets on swole, looking big like precious, baby. Baby, wrap your laser around my neck just like a necklace, and I'ma put you through the test to see if you successful. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I th- that's, is that him it, rapping? It's not. It's not that's me not, rapping. I was no. gonna say no, it's not dude, him rapping. That's good. He, he's he's on a, a lot of the songs he does sing. You produce the music though. He produced music on that, and he's got a buddy that comes over and raps. What do you think? That's pretty that's good, pretty right? fucking good. Yeah. On that, that's that's actually was all his rap. You know, all right. That was that was him off the top of his head. What is it called when they do that? Um, improv. I'm, I'm lost. Improv. Freestyle. 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 Sorry. Freestyle, yeah. They call it. Yeah. In the rap world. Improv. They call it He's like, uh, do you watch South Park, Joe? Yes. So uh, I haven't, you know, long, I don't have cable right now. I, I used to, though. Do you know the Lord episode? Because he's kind of like when Randy is Lord and he's producing music on his computer. But you said you knew a guy at work who was Lord's uncle. Yeah, that's my cover. Wait, wait Lord sounds like a girl. Auto tune. You want to see how I do it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 With all my best stuff in the bathroom at work. I use this program to import the recordings I make on my phone. Yeah, yeah, feeling good on a Wednesday. Sparkling thoughts. Give me the hope to go on. (laughs) (laughs) What I need now is a little bit of shelter. Dad, Lord's music is actually really good. Thanks, but it gets even better when I add the drum loops. Yeah, yeah, feeling good on a Wednesday. Then with the computer, I can actually quantize everything. Feeling good, feeling Backup good. Backup instruments. And then finally, I use the yeah, auto-tune. Yeah, yeah. This is great, Drew. <laughs> Watch this. It turns into like a Drake tune. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically how he does Jesus. it. DJ Fly. Here's another one. Yeah. This is me rapping. The fire roasted marshmallows old bitch. The fire roasted marshmallows Dude, I wanna make a record with you. Definitely we should collab, yeah. Absolutely. Well, like Nick said, I I took the studio apart and it delayed getting it back together, but it's back. I uh I you know that I know a few of the former presidents that they are also interested in doing a rap album or something too. So we'll have to get them in touch with you. Yeah, maybe we get George W. Bush to rap. Yeah, that would be cool. That's well, so anyway. I wanted to um for the people that of the our listeners and people that just started listening to Drew, the Drew World Order. I wanted to kind of interview him, kind of get to know him, start from the beginning. Yeah, I want to hear it so, all. I want to hear what it's about. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go right to the beginning, and I'm gonna I'm gonna interview you a little bit, Drew. So tell me, where, where did you grow up? I am from central Kansas. In fact, uh, this town I lived in was in the exact center geographically of the state of Kansas. It's called Great Bend, Kansas. Now, you said you were just outside of Kansas City. I'm right? in Spring Hill now. Okay. Now, let me ask you something. How the fuck did Kansas City end up in Missouri? Well, there's, there's also a Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, is that what it yeah, is? Well, because I fucking Googled Kansas City the other day and it comes up Kansas City's in Missouri. And I'm like, how the fuck did Kansas City end up in Missouri? I've always wondered that too. And you have to cross the Missouri River to get to Kansas City. So there's two Kansas cities. Yeah. Kansas City, Kansas, I don't think is as big and it's a lot like trashier. Uh, oh, so it's in both. Yeah. It, it goes across the river. Now, the sports complex like Truman and Arrowhead, they're all the way on the east side of Kansas City. The uh, Almost to. Uh, East of Independence. It's not even in Kansas City. 
Do you have a tornado bunker? I well, no, we have a basement. I don't have a a tornado bunker. We have it prepped. You get tornadoes there? Yeah, we had one. We've had okay, we've had two within ten miles of our house the last two months. <laughs> no, seriously, because like you always hear about the friggin' big tornadoes mm-hmm. there. I've never seen one. Once in a while, you'll hear there was a tornado here, but it's nothing like. That just means like a little twisted for a second but you ever have like a major tornado near oh you? yeah like uh there it was like month ago or month and a half KNBC had cho- their news chopper up like tailing the tornado they had it live they were showing this thing uh-huh. as it barreled through it barreled through oh, lawrence crap. it destroyed uh that must be scary as fuck man especially being in a helicopter yeah, I couldn't believe it. it's like the sensationalism of news, you know? Follow that. <laughs> right? Like, well, we care about these people's lives, but uh, get your ass up here because this is a sweeps week and that's good ratings. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, you have You have a dog? I do. His name's Cosmo. He's not here right now. It's not, to- it's not Toto? No. <laughs> <laughs> Should be. The next one might be. <laughs> All right, so you, you actually have like cornfields and shit right outside your yes, house? Yes, there's one right across the street here. So you're you're in a rural area. Uh yeah, it's like a I'm south of Olathe. It it would take me about 45 minutes to get to downtown Kansas City from where I live. Is there rolling hills or is it oh, yeah. mostly I could uh walk right down here to the cul-de-sac. That's where I fly my drone. It's in an empty plot, a cemetery nice. plot. I haven't crashed nice. it yet either. Really? Right. So like growing up as a kid in Kansas, right? Like in, like a high school kid when, you know, high school students do crazy shit. Is there any kind of weird, crazy shit that kids do over there that's pretty much just like a Kansas thing? We were in high school. You remember that show, Jackass? Yeah. Yeah. We uh, did a spinoff, and we called it Dumbass, and it just consisted of us doing stupid shit. I ran through the Walmart parking lot <laughs> one time in spandex and like a headband, and I put a, a, a tube sock in the back of my pants, and we recorded people's uh, – like what they – how they reacted and shit to it. Uh, That's not like a Kansas right. thing. This is like a stupid kid thing. Like, cause it's like upstate New York, I've always heard of um, a kid up there. What they do is called cow tipping. Ever hear of that? I've never. I always. Tipped. I've always wanted. I've always wanted to do it. I just always wanted to go out in a field and knock over a fucking cow. I don't know? even know. Do they really sleep standing up? I don't even know. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Huh. I actually had the opportunity to do it. You know. But what I, you did that? No, I had the op- I did have the opportunity to, yeah, in Cali. You know, when I lived out there, my brother's my brother's um, family is Mexican, so they have a, the, he has a farm and you know full fledged farm and and right over right over the border, pretty much Tijuana. This guy owned. and they got cows there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you should have went and fucking tipped one. So so Kansas is like a what they would consider like a really red state, right? Uh, yes, and. I would, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it's budging in the, well, we did elect a Democratic governor. Uh, by the way, I'm a level three matador, uh, just throwing that out there, a bullfighter. But yes, Kansas <laughs> is a red state. Because it's like like New York, they they say it's such a blue state. But like this, it's weird because they say it's like a blue state and you think that everybody here is a Democrat. But it's not that way at all. Like I know a lot of people that, that support Trump. So like like do you do you know people that are like Democrats or is it like really like everybody? Oh yeah, I, I I know I know Democrats. I uh that's that's crazy because what you just said, you know CNN and Fox News, MSNBC, these people are, are not telling us that because f- according to them, you know you guys are all blue. There is no right. Red, they always you give know? you the impression yeah. that like everybody there, but then when you look at it, you're like, yeah, it's a red state because sixty two percent of the people vote Republican. Well, that means. That means, you know, there's still a lot of goddamn Democrats, but it's just because they... You know. 
Just and and then in your mind, you think that everybody fucking there is a Republican, you know? Mm-hmm. That's really not that way at all. Now, is that like a a very religious area? Yes, I would say so. It's the Bible Belt. And how about yourself? You grew up religious? I did. Um, I from a, like a young age, I got in trouble because I questioned a lot of like nobody else is going to call this bullshit out. This this is ridiculous, you know? Like uh, eight hundred year old people. You got in trouble for it, oh then. yeah. Uh, and wow. uh, I remember the last time I ever went to church, I went to a lock-in. I was playing hide-and-go-seek, and I came came up the stairs, and this literally these kids, like 12-year-old kids, had rigged a booby trap uh, like to explode, and it exploded in my face, gave me burns. And the next day, the preacher came to my house with a sack full of lollipops, and was like, everything's cool now. I was like, I don't think you get to decide that. that you know, I ever since then, and obviously the last looking into what's happening in the world and how religion is used to divide and conquer. Uh, there's a difference between religion and spirituality, though, I think. Yeah, there is a big difference. Um, are you political? Like, did you vote for Trump, or I, what, is your, what is your political vote? Wait, okay. wait, go step back one second. When you said you're religious, what, what, what uh, religion did you grow up? I was, let's see, Christian. I was baptized as a Baptist, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, and do it, when you were kids, you know, we used to make fun of our friends that weren't baptized. We'd be like, "Oh my god, you're going to hell!" And yeah, right. I used to be terrified of it. I used to be terrified. My brother no, used to be baptized. terrified of it. You know, isn't that crazy? The fear that they put into you. Yeah, like I was like baptized, but you know, Italian Catholics here, it's just like you have to baptize before you take the baby out of the house. Yeah. Well, we didn't do it that early, but then like I never really went to church after that. It's just like you do that one thing and. My thing with it is, like, you see a bunch of phony people in church on Sunday that are like, oh, I, don't, right. I can just come here and sit for an hour. I don't have to pay attention. All my sins forgiven. Like, why do you have to have a middleman? Why can't you just communicate with, you know, source? Why do you, why do you need a right. negotiator? You don't have to go to this building to actually pray or whatever. And not only that, like, hey, they ask, well, you know, when the preacher gets up there, like, please, God, please have these people find the mercy to give us 10% tax-free, obviously. The church needs a new hot plate. Uh, like, come on, give me a fucking break. That's what it's about. So I know your, your, your podcast, The Jew World Order, it's a lot about government and conspiracies and the New World Order, and we, we've gotten into some of those things. Were you always a political person, or because you don't trust the government, did you kind of stay out of it? I know I voted for W in 04. 08 and 12, I could not. I, who did I vote for? Uh, one of those years I didn't vote. This time around, uh, I voted for Jill Stein, and she's yeah, me too. She has since disappointed me a little bit. But um, Trump was saying some really interesting things, uh, and there were some interesting th- things happening to him. There were several assassination attempts. Did you guys know that? I would definitely have thought so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I haven't heard any, but <laughs> and I'll have to find the story for this. But one of them, uh, the guy that attempted to assassinate him was a deceased FBI agent that had a gun with the serial number scratched off of it. We, I didn't hear anything about that. You would think it would be big news. Well, they're probably trying to keep it quiet. I didn't hear. I watched PBS NewsHour just to watch it every single day this week. I didn't hear one fucking thing about Epstein. I haven't heard that really. They're, really? I mean, oh, Epstein's all over the news re- here. Yeah, really? Yeah, which I was going to get into at the okay, end. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. When you talk about, you know, the New World Order and all that stuff, I hear you referencing a lot of books. So you're not someone who just 
recently started going on the internet and researching and doing what I call going down the rabbit hole. Like, when did you first start getting into this stuff? How old were I you? I was, let's see, it was 2005 or 2006. And Okay. And that would put you around what age? Uh, 22, 21, 22. Okay. And what do you think influenced you? Uh, it was an argument I had with a friend. And I, I was literally overnight, I was on one side defending the agenda and the ignorance that, you know, literally overnight, I went, I went to the library right after this argument and checked out David Rockefeller's memoirs and Zbigniew Brzezinski, uh, The Grand Chessboard. And I, the, I think one of the very first quotes I read from Rockefeller in the book, well, he had a lot of quotes in there, but basically saying our plan for the world wouldn't have been able to come this far if we hadn't had these the press and the media help us out. Uh, he, he, he even says there's a quote, we'll have to find the quote, but he says a lot of people have convinced or have accused me and my family and my associates as being uh, pro-globalist, pro-New World Order. If that's the charge, I stand guilty. He literally says I stand guilty. Right. So wow. one thing I've, oh, I find interesting about you, uh, there's a lot of people that are, let's, let's say conspiracy theorists. And I hope you don't take that offense <laughs> in that term, but I don't know what other term to use. Most of them, when you talk to, they have this attitude of, I know what I'm talking about. I'm right. You don't know anything. You're an idiot. I know. What I liked about you is, yes, you're, you're very educated on all this stuff, but yet you're willing to listen to an argument. Uh, you don't sit there and say, I know. You're stupid. You know, you're fool. It's not like he's pushing an, an agenda, you know, on you. Where did you develop that kind of thinking and, and the way the way you kind of go towards it. So uh, I have one rule, and I can't even remember how I formulated this rule. Uh, it's interesting the, who we are today, you guys, me, everybody individually. I always say that you are who you are, not in spite of everything that's happened to you, but despite. You know, if, if you're walking around being who you are in spite of, that's just walking around with anger. Okay, my one rule is I can't, it's impossible to manipulate free will so you can put all this information in front of people all you want and it's sometimes it's frustrating for me when you know i put this in there and people say i'm not reading that i'm not touching it get it out of my face i don't want to know i want to continue to live the lie that i mean that's a little frustrating for me especially with my rule but uh i used to work with kids oh, i still work with kids and when i first started to find this stuff out when i first started to find this stuff out i would go to work I was going through, you know, you, you take all the chakra development and where you are in your personal development and what's happening through the awakening. Cause sometimes you're awakening. It's not all that happy and go lucky. You know, you, it's, there's some dark, there's some interesting dark times in there, but I would go and see these kids eyes and see like the, like the unlimited potential and just like this lust for life. And then I would see adults and I'd be like, where the hell did those adults lose that from the time when they were becoming kids? And then, then I tied this whole, like, what these people who run the world are trying to do, those kids being the target, and I just kind of took it personal. Uh, right. You know, and it's just kind of, <laughs> it's been nonstop ever since. So you just, yeah, you joined the bandwagon right there, yeah. Yeah. You get into a lot of, um, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories and and a lot of things that happen through history and all, and we, and we don't know for sure the accuracy of all these things, but... I always feel like that in any story or conspiracy or even the story from way back religion, that there is definitely a, a grain of truth somewhere in there. And we just 
don't know how much of it is true and and you know you really got to dig deep and research it's like religion you know you could you could just put it all off as crazy talk yet i believe especially when you look at all different religions how similar some of these stories mm -hmm. are yeah, they got passed along and changed. And it's no different with these stories that things get passed along the internet. There is a, a truth to that story somewhere, and it's about digging in and doing the best you can to find that truth. Oh, and Nico, like what you were saying, like the, the fact that I don't like to be pushy. I When I had you on the show and we talked about structural engineering of those buildings, you know, that's your area of expertise. Like I would be highly ignorant and highly naive if I were to sit here and say, I'm sorry, you have 25 years in that field. I know what I'm, t you know, I know more than, like that's, that's ludicrous. See, that's the part that I find interesting about you where any, anybody else who's into these types of things would be like, you, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't, yeah. Don't, oh, yeah you're you, you know what I mean? And they don't even have a conversation. It's just an argument. I had a guy come here one time to work on my boiler and he was a flat earther. Oh God. And he started going on about like the flat earth and, 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 and I'm like, I just want the guy to fix my fucking boiler. It comes up. So I ask him a question because I love talking. You're not a flat earther, right? No, uh, no, okay, no, good. I'm not. Because <laughs> that's where no. you lose me. And before you know it, this guy's yelling at me that I'm an idiot and shit. I ended up calling the company and being like, dude, you know, you, this, this guy's in here yelling me at me that, that the earth is flat. Jeez. But anyway, the one thing I always like to look at when, whenever there's any type of a, a – conspiracy or story or an outrageous claim is what is the motivation for it? Always to me, the motivation gives credibility. Any motivation, unfortunately, it always basically boils down to money and money or power. And even if you say it's power and war, you could take power and war. Basically, that goes back to money. So that's one thing I always, a claim that seems outrageous, and we're going to ask the question, why? What is the benefit of that? Yeah. What, what's the motivation behind it? Sure. I would argue that as far as like what the end game is, uh, <laughs> everything, like all this stuff, this crazy ass shit that's happening in the world, financial, geopolitical, um, e economic, like it, it is being geared systematically and with a certain scheme and a game plan and a strategy to march us toward a global society that is void of national sovereignty, void of national boundaries, void of national pride. Yeah. There's no more like nation states. There's super states, the North American Union. That's probably the best answer I could give to you as far as what, what the end game. Now, why are people... Now, like when I speak to my brother, who who's very educated, but you know he he's an attorney, and and basically that's what he his explanation is as well. It's it's the end game here. He's like, I know I, I was a Democrat or I voted for Obama. It's not the thing. This what's happening here is bigger than that. It's a global. This is starting in Europe, and it's happening now. It's basically when you have ice transporting like they're picking up some of these illegal immigrants in tech in, in mexico with ebola i have an article i read last week just dumping them on the streets of san antonio like i don't think that that doesn't seem like the people in charge have our best interest at uh no you know no not at all they're spreading and, you know forget about it 
And it, people always ask, like, why is it the opposite of how it's supposed to be? It's because uh, because the people that run the world are inversionists. Whatever they say to you, they meet. when George W. Bush says in that opening quote, we have before us a chance to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a, uh, a world order which is governed by the conduct of law. He's ref- he's referring to their system of style, law. And the next thing he says is uh, not the law of the jungle. That's his, his referral to the Constitution. He thinks the Constitution is, you know, jungle law. Now, I we could go on and on about the Constitution right. and people wrote that, how they were hypocrites owning slaves, saying that only white men who owned land were free. You know, that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But uh, And this may be hard to do in just a few words, but in just a few words, what is – the new world order. The new world order is the it's the end game. It's That's it's the global end game, like cashless um, microchip society. That they need a race of people. This goes way back to you know, Sumerian tablets and stuff like that. They need a group, a, a peasant race that is smart enough to do their bidding and to build this prison around us without realizing we're doing it, but not smart enough to see how badly we're being, you know, skim, like fucked over by. Yeah. So it seems like they've pretty much accomplished their goal. Well, they're slowly, slowly chipping away at it. They are. And they are, they're, they're getting desperate. Uh, I know a shaman and lives in Lawrence and uh, he tells me, and I might have to have him come on the show sometime, but uh, he tells me like the problem with, you know, the star children is that we have not remembered that we have already won. They cannot accept that they have already been defeated. So you have this weird conundrum. I mean, I've listened to 10 hour David Icke presentations. I mean, it's so hard to like get some of this stuff into an episode or 10 minutes when you've been looking at it for 15 years. That's why I said, I tried to say in just a few words, because I know if I ask you that question, and this is something we're going to discuss De- in detail, you know, yeah, at length and small little parts. And I knew that was going to be the, probably the most difficult question for him to answer in just a few I words. I will say this: like uh, symbols rule the world, it's not words or laws. Symbols rule because symbol your subconscious, yeah, your subconscious soaks up that up way more than language or anything like that. Well, it's okay that you went in a, in a little di- in depth because. This way, people get to know who, what you, you know, a little bit of your background. Nico, I'll have him. I make sure he doesn't talk that. I'm going to kick his ass. All right, I'm sorry about that. He won't talk that much next time. Continue. <laughs> all right. So we, we've we've touched just a little bit on on the last podcast, but I did it when I was talking to you a little bit, and you were talking about the um, the bloodline. Now, what do you call it? Like the sacred bloodline, or what? What is the term for that? Well, I call them the Bab- Babylonian Brotherhood. You could you could call them the Brotherhood. You can call them the the thirteen bloodlines. The people call them the Illuminati. So to, just to get a basic outline of this, you said there's what thirteen bloodlines. Okay, so yes, and I I don't have any of my notes out in front of me and my Sumerian stuff. Uh, but basically, according to Zachariah Sitchin's when he transcribed the Sumerian tablets, these bloodlines after the cataclysm t- some twelve thousand five hundred years ago. And now, you know, Graham Hancock and people like that are talking about this cataclysm that happened 12,800 years ago. Yes. Uh, whatever was left. And they just recently found evidence of it. He was right. right. And there's a crater. Uh, basically, the children, what's it say in the Bible? The God, or the, the sons of God and the daughters of men bred, and it created a hybrid race. That hybrid race would be the, the, lo- the royal bloodlines that have just continued throughout Europe. Dude, the Windsor family... 
before World War One had to change their name from Sax, uh, what is it, Saxco? I can't remember. They had to change their name to to hide their German ancestry as they were heading into World War One. You know, they're just a bunch of fucking magicians. So these bloodlines go all the way back to it, as far as we know of civilization. It's the significance of the thirteen. Well. 13 colonies. I would ask the reverse question, like, what's the significance of the 13 colonies, the 13 stripes on the flag? Look at the back of a dollar bill. The eagle is holding 13 arrows and 13 branches on the olive leaf. There are 13 layers to the pyramid that has 33 blocks. There's actually uh, Moloch, uh, little tiny owls on the back of the dollar bill as well. Uh, really? So, and then the eye. The, the eye. Uh, I would say that the, the 13 that we see t- in today's society, the McDonald's symbol— if you turn it sideways, is the letter 13, same as Arby's. Uh, 13 stands for, you know, Queen Samiramis, which is an a- more ancient version of Mary Magdalene. Queen Samiramis with Nimrod and Tammuz, the, it's the exact same story 2,000 years before Christ. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so that's a good broad outline of of kind of what, what, what he talks about on his show. Yeah. Do you have any education? Like, did you go to college? I did. I graduated from Wichita State more uh, – Wichita State more <laughs> – Wichita, Wichita State University with a sport management degree. And oh, really? we discussed, we didn't discuss really the new world order a lot, but I did utilize that library to, you know, as I said in one episode. It sounds like you were a literature major or something. And I didn't have really, I wasn't really a social butterfly. So I was just obsessed with what is happening in the world and who's behind it. And that's the thing. According to Zechariah Sitchin and Sumerian like law or where they come from, they are bound by universal law to inform you know their prey what is about to happen to them prior to them taking place in the event they did that right. with 9/11 they do it with everything you can see that they now with 9/11 not to cut you off right are you now you believe that happened and i know we're going to get into this more later on down the road but well we did a whole yeah. episode on that yeah well week. well let me just touch base now you believe 9/11 happened what's your thoughts on 9/11 okay i don't that word believe uh i use the word i, I well, I resonate too. Yeah. Well, let me just say, well, the interesting thing about beliefs, like once you believe something, like you usually lock your psyche and your perception into that belief, uh, th- th- thus like not allowing you to see really any other possibility. So the, th- the, the episode we had with Nico that day, uh, it's, it's tough for me to like believe, believe, because what the hell is this? You know, no, nobody yeah, really right, knows. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, How the hell do you really I, believe something? Yeah. If you connect the dots and you take an objective, like critical thinking, problem-solving strategy to 9-11, to the Kennedy assassination, you come to find 100 times out of 100 times that the official story is full of shit. Just critical thinking and problem-solving skills, and you come to the conclusion like, okay, I do not not come to this conclusion. This was the hypothesis when we went in. The conclusion matches the hypothesis. Um I mean, and I've I've really tried, like, because I hate thinking that. Oh my God, uh, we've been infiltrated. That is fucking. I, I have a two year old kid. I hate that. It scares the shit out of me. And the world's on fire. You don't want the world to no. explode. Yeah, you, you, you watch the news. Yeah. you go out and meet these people, and you're like, where the f- these people are beautiful. They're awesome people. Where the fuck are all these mean assholes coming from? You know. True. True. So, what are your feelings are? Or that existed because of, you know, I mean, what do you, where do you stand? With I that? think that I don't like to say it was an inside job um, right. because the okay. <laughs> look well, at the hey, look, they've been somebody's been trying to get it down for a long time. But like 93, if you look at 93, you come to find that the FBI literally placed put that bomb together. Uh, if you look at any of these evident like s- situations, there's some weird shit around Sandy Hook there. Like there's weird shit around uh, 
the Boston bombing. There's just weird shit, like stuff that anomalies. That's what I look for. I look for anomalies. Um, but I would say that it. Oh, I, I would just say it's not an inside job. It, obviously, Israel had some something to do with it. UAE, Saudi Arabia. Who fucking knows, man? Yeah. All you need to know about 9/11 is what happened when. What happened to George W. Bush after they informed him? They didn't do a goddamn thing. They left him right where he was to read. You know why? Because they knew that he wasn't a target. But they got Dick Cheney the fuck out of there. You know? Like, people are saying that George W. Bush did this. Like, George W. Bush didn't fucking know how to open a door. You know? Cheney was running that whole operation. Yeah. No, you're right. No, I know. He said he sat there. He didn't even flinch. He, He just kept reading the book to the kids and was like, okay. They had to, they were they were holding signs up at the back of the room. Don't panic! Like literally cueing him to stay calm. Like the guy that I mean, but people think that you want to watch something creepy. Watch his address to Congress following nine eleven. That dude, really? th- th- his eyes. Who he's not. Yeah. Anyways, continue, Nico. And so now you think though that the planes. Hold on, Nick. One second. You think that the planes came in, and actually that was the culprit of taking the building down, or there was other devices, or no holograms. There were not the, the planes were not holograms. That's ridiculous. Because I never really discussed it with anybody. And from my point of view, you know, from what I actually saw, I was standing on. Uh, I was happened to be right on the other side of the river, which is a clear shot of the two buildings sticking up. And I was on the roof of a bu- of a building, probably about the tenth floor, okay, of a parking garage, which was the top floor. And I watched the first, the, um, I got a call from the wife. She, you know, it was just about coffee time, obviously. And she said, Hey, you know, small plane came in. So I said, okay. So we, my buddy who was working the job, he said, Hey, I smoke cigarettes up here. Let's go up here. We'll take a look. So we went up there. So I watched the second plane blow through the Jersey side. Jesus. You know, and yeah, I came. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. Like a lot of guys say, no, that was exploded. It wasn't even planes. I've heard shit like that. And I'm like, I got to just to take burst your bubble. I seen, you know, mm-hmm. I watched it. But it. We know there was airplanes. Yeah. It's okay. even, there, yeah. There's a couple of crazy people online that say it was a hologram yeah. or something. Well, that's there's what very he's, few people yeah, really believe that. On it. Yeah. And to- like I yeah. call something what I'm about to talk about. I call the cul-de-sac effect. Uh, like when they get you see, see, they'll allow you to get to a certain point. And they, look how we just spent five, 10 minutes discussing whether or not there were bombs or plane like, taking you know what i mean like it's it's almost irrelevant like what happened that day look what's happened since then the patriot act released 30 days later they had a thousand page document typed up like who the fuck wrote that in 30 days they had it ready to go right that's interesting well they but, could, they I could mean, write you know that when in, 30 in terms days. of war they they can they can get things done yeah, and and, yeah. and we got some you know there is smart people that can actually implement ideas that have probably been around you know because you know, well, uh, look, let's face it. Well, that fucking Patriot it has to be overturned, and now they're using it for all kinds that of stuff. That was, yep, you know, that's just, the goal. Now the president's got way too much power. They're there. It's it's like a parliament. And I and I haven't seen one candidate talk about repealing that if they get elected. Uh, if you do, I would vote for that person. I don't care what party they're in. Yeah, ha- absolutely. It's unconstitutional, and in a time of emergency, okay, if you want to authorize that for. a period of weeks or months or a year, you know, just because we're under attack, fine. Other than that, it, it should have never been an open-ended thing. And my question's always been like, how the fuck do you win a war on terrorism? That's like winning a war on jealousy. I mean, Jesus Christ, you're, you're not going to win that fucking war, you know? Exactly. Like an and that's that's the point. It's like, it's like uh, you know, hope. Like hope always 
insinuates that you should look to the future for hope. Why can't you just look around? The eternal now is the only thing that exists, you know? Yeah. All right, so let, let's turn it into some more current news. Okay. All right, we'll move forward. Um, you know, I'll just start with a quick question. What is, and again, without giving a long, long-winded explanation, because I don't want to go too deep into it right now, but go mm. for what is Pizzagate? Okay, I'm going to have to say that I don't know. There are some people out there that really, really dove into that. Um, that that oh, okay? You don't. You're not. You're not deep into I that. Do, one. Okay, I've read P- Kathy O'Brien's Transformation of America, and after reading that, and where she talks about, she's a deprogrammed MK Ultra slave, where she talks about some of the stuff that they do to children. That's uh, that's really tough Ugh. for me too. It, I dude, it, it's disgusting, man. The reason why I, I wanted to bring up Pizzagate, first of all, it's got the funny name, and I always heard about it, and I was always like, oh, whatever, yeah. fucking Pizzagate, you know. Um, but like I said before, there is always a grain of truth to every crazy story. But with this Epstein thing in the news now, who was doing pedophilia with all kinds of rich and powerful people, <laughs> you know, it kind of ties into that. And I don't know if his name was ever mentioned in Pizzagate, if he had anything to do with it. Nick, that's a pretty good uh, assumption there. Well, I know mean, I didn't it's, think it's about that. Interesting. Yeah. Now, well, yeah. Now that you're saying, because he was friends with Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. of course, Bill yeah. Clinton was on his plane, and all kinds of yeah. other rich, powerful but, politicians and stuff. Which brings me to the next Stephen question. Hawking. I mean, if you don't know a whole lot about Pizzagate, and I don't want to get too deep into that, it was more about Epstein. So Epstein gets charged now. Oddly, you know, what is it, fifteen, seventeen years after after the original charges, and it's the public corruption division. It's going after him. Public corruption division, Pu- really? Yes. yes, I have not heard that at all anywhere, at all. I've heard a lot about that on the news. No it's, shit. Now that wouldn't normally be the public corruption division going after yeah. child trafficking, right? But it is. Why? Wow. Now what they're trying to figure out is why. Is two things: either they think he has information about other people in public service. Maybe the president. Or some people say, you know, maybe it's just because they're investigating how he got released and how they, they got they got that sweet deal the last time and that's the corruption. Mm-hmm. But it seems more like there has to be public officials involved. That sweet deal he got last time, that was a deal of money and power that happens every day in this world, you yeah. know, all day long. And Money and power get you out of some things. Yeah, and that, now when it comes to child porn and child trafficking, that, that's that's not usually one they would strike a or, deal on. Well, you know what? That judge is probably a freak, and he's probably into it too. And he probably figured, you know what? I'm going to give oh, this. Come on, did did you see what the judges uh, into well, porn? Oh, did dude, you see dude, that he was in I'm not kidding you. There was judges that were like jerking. There was judges that are busted like jerking off and shit during uh, court cases, right? You ever hear this, Drew? Oh. Well, everybody does that. Uh, no, I heard it. I wonder how many of those are Freemasons. <laughs> I wonder if the judge that denied his bail is a Freemason. And I'm not implicating Freemasons at all, but did you see that he was denied bail? Yeah. Or bond or whatever? Yeah. I mean, saying the judge let him go just because he was – and honestly, no, it wasn't even the judge anyway. He could be uh, – I mean, that's that's pretty far out. You know, the, the guy went, well, the guy prosecuted him, said they didn't have evidence, and, you know, yeah. we struck this deal. It was a sweetheart deal, but it it seems to me – right, okay, so this Epstein guy yeah. knew all kinds of politicians, rich and powerful people. We knew he had Clinton on his plane. We knew he had this – Stephen guy. Hawking. He had, he's got that – 
He's got that little <laughs> compound down in, uh, I think it's Mexico. Saint, yeah. St. James yeah. Island. Yeah, he's got a, not in Mexico. Uh, Mexico City, wherever it is Islands, that he it? bought. Well, he's got one here in the United States. Right, he's got an island off of the Caribbean or something. That's right. Yeah. No, we're talking about one in the United States that he bought all the land from the mayor. Yes. So what I'm getting at is, you know, maybe some of these people are involved. Now, he used to have all of these rich people to his house. Yeah. So they're trying to get him to flip on people in politics. Has to be because of that division. It doesn't really make any other sense for them to be using the public corruption division going after him. So they're saying, okay, so they're probably going to squeeze him and he's going to make some kind of a deal. But mm. if you got that many charges on you for sex, what's the sense of making a deal? You can't get the type of deal where, okay, I'm going to rat out the mayor and they're going to let me go. I don't know what they could well, do. The, well, you're not going to get the deal that you got you got the first time, you know, which was basically like... No, this guy's going down, so I yeah, don't... I, don't he's def- I can't imagine him... He's got to do time. Ratting people out. Well, I think because he he ain't getting off this time, no matter no. what. But they did raid him, and they got mm. pictures, yeah, they got they files, porn. they got yeah, all they kinds got of child stuff. Porn now. So this this whole thing is going way deeper than Epstein ever thought. This, this is this is this is not going to be over for a long time. And some other people are going down. And I was just wondering if you had a thought on it. But. Okay, they uh, they want the information, the proof, the paper trail of what he has on them. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if we find Epstein suicided twice in the back of the head with his wrist bound thrown into a lake. Well, he killed himself. Tragic incident, you know? I would not be yeah, surprised yeah, at all. Yeah, he might kill himself in yeah, jail. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to – well, I, did he win this? I don't even know. He was trying to get the uh, – stay st- no, stay in your mansion jail time till the case. No, that's what he got 15 years ago. Now he's in jail. That's it. And there's no bail this time. I know, but this no, they were fighting for that. They were saying he would. Yeah, they didn't get. He it. would that put up yesterday. this. He would, okay, he didn't win it. Okay, no bail. No. Okay, because if he jail. did get no, it, they said he, if he did get it, risk. he probably would have killed himself. When they went to his house and they went into a safe, and they found, he had a uh, they he f- had a fake passport, right, with his picture and a different name on it. Are you kidding he me? A, he had a little bag of like for, I don't know how many. Yeah, I'll pick up a number, like fifteen diamonds or so. Really. So, that's a good way to travel with a lot of money and just stick it in your goddamn yeah, pockets. Yeah. Get a you can always sell of, a diamond, of, yeah. Yeah, full of diamonds, fake passport. He owns plenty. They're like, this guy's a flight risk. He, he's not getting out. As yeah, they've had these charges ready for a while. They were very careful not to let it out because they had to get this guy when he landed. If word got out, he would have just not come back. He'll never get it. He's got too much money. They scurried him right up in Teterboro. Go ahead, Joe. And there's an interesting angle behind him landing and coming back. I mean, I'll send you guys that article and we'll discuss it next week. But did you know that he has spent $29 million like uh, filling in the tunnels beneath his uh, property on that island? Dude, that, that temple on his island, have you noticed the picture of it? The bar is barricaded from the outside like they're trying to keep something in. Uh, but you're telling me that he, he has tunnels underneath the yes, house. there are tunnels. And there's that- one photo that shows a uh, statue of Moloch, which is what they have at Bohemian Grove. It's the ancient Babylonian deity. Oh. It, it's actually okay. the same owl that's on the back of the dollar bill. Um, it stands above a catacomb beneath that temple studio type thing. There are there are I, there are tunnels and there are hidden catacombs on that island. And uh, dude, it's it's very very. I've seen a I've seen a picture from Q. Uh, I don't know if it's real or not, but it shows children sitting on buckets, not upside down buckets either, sitting on buckets uh, eating. 
And the reason they'd be sitting on buckets, according to Kathy O'Brien in Transformation of America, is because they've been sodomized to the point where they can't control their yeah, they can't control their bodily functions. That's what these people uh, that can run our world are doing on a Saturday night, in my opinion. And there's a lot of evidence to support that, as we see in the news insane. right now. Are you watching Red Melt right now? Yeah, right. Are you watching this, dude? Dude. He's, no, he's seriously. Rubbing his, he's rubbing his face. He's starting to melt. Get this man an iced tea right now. He's got a rag. He's wiping himself down. But I just went through a whole roll of paper towel. But uh, <laughs> the whole time I was just watching you rub your face laughing. Well, one more like uh, they also you have uh, all this news coming out saying that Epstein was part of a uh, had a state sponsor and was running a blackmail operation. Uh, you have what Acosta in the resignation of Acosta. It's just weird, weird shit. Um, dude, I have an article I'll show you I, the stuff that's inside of his New York mansion. Creepy ass fucking shit like little girls hanging from nooses. With their eyes plucked out, statue like created, created. That's art. creepy. That is creative yeah, shit. Yeah, mind blowing art. Like no, that's fucking. Oh, this is actual artwork that was actually. Oh yeah, legal. I'll send you okay. the article of what they found inside of his New York mansion. The art. They did go ahead and find porn as well, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. child porn. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's oh, a yeah. that's a new charge as we stand. All right, I tell you what. Listen to the song. We'll take a quick break. Regroup. We'll be back. Okay. In a um. Do I need to bring anything back? Yes, I'm the professor. Well, I'm talking to Ted Capital, and then I don't know, then Ted Capital goes bye bye. I want to find out what's going on. Fly night in the fuck you building. Think about a couple hundred million. Want to get it stacked up, racked up, so I got to go ahead and hit the studio, dog. Come on, nigga, open up. So that was another uh, one of Red's tracks that he did. With his uh, rapper buddy. What's his yeah, name again, Red? I always forget his name. His first name is Nye. Nye the rapper. N-A-I, yeah. Hey, Nye. And his uh, his name, he goes by Fly. Fly Nye. Fly Nye. Hey, how about you, Professor? What'd you think of the rap? I love it. Can I use it for my poker? Uh, yeah, sure. I, sure. Have a, I, I tell you, the people down at the poker hall were going to write you a thank you letter. And uh, they'll probably, you know, knight you or give you the town key or some shit like that. I don't fucking oh, know what they do. That would be wonderful. Um, wonderful. They, they might invite you out to I a tell golden you, Professor, you, you have a nice voice. I would think you might want to try and do a song with Red. I, uh, I did a rap album with Herbert Walker Bush when we were not enemies. Um, it was after yeah. I served as his press secretary. It was pretty good. We talked about small children and babies. Right. I didn't didn't like what he was talking about, so I wrapped my own style. But I think it went platinum. I, I'm not sure, though. <laughs> <laughs> professor, Professor, oh, we need to collab. We need to collab. I would love to. I tell you, you are a great American, sir. And I see that your studio and I see that the heat pump you have to endure and I must say that Ted Koppel will pay for this, all right? Try, mark my words. <laughs> the professor seems to have an obsession with Ted Koppel. Where, where did that come from? Yeah, what is that? I, I was on the Jedi Council 730-some years ago, and Master Yoda and I were having coffee together. And Ted Koppel um, was with Tom Brokaw and Peter Jennings and who the fuck else, I don't know. Um, he walked in, and he hit me in the face with a pie, a key lime pie. <laughs> and it really started from there. I started to watch Nightline, and he'd be like, I'm Ted Chappell, I'm on Nightline, he's a fuck shit. <laughs> um, and then he made fun of the Huggies 4000, which is the only diaper streamlined to keep the British out. Um, right. It's, it's, it's a long story, and I would love to tell it to you gentlemen someday. 
Now, where did uh, hey Drew? Where did you meet the professor? Was he actually a professor in school? Where or? did uh, I don't even remember. I think that he hit me with his rick rickshaw. He hit my right. car with his rickshaw. Right. <laughs> that's not that's not true. Not true at all. Um, I now, can't even remember. Uh, I know that I was left unconscious the very first time I met him, though. I do remember that. What was that? Who is that? Are you as uh, not the professor, but Drew? You're are you Scandinavian? And uh, I have a little bit of German. I have a little bit of Nate reptilian. Uh, I'm not. I hope my I'm not wife's a reptilian. reptilian. She is. Is she really? Yeah. Does she She's have the eyes? The, right blood, the blood type. Yeah. Oh boy, here we go with the lizard talk. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still have you know. yet to see any proof. I, I mean, I've seen a couple of people that have slit eyes, but that doesn't mean they're fucking snakes. Right, exactly. So we'll have to get all the documentation and prove it. But I don't have my vaccines get... readily available, though. I'm sorry. We will take blood. Mine? <laughs> sure. I don't yes, want my yours. blood. Okay, I don't, no, we'll, no. Take, we'll take the wife's blood. I don't. All right. well, we Diana should all Ross. draw blood. I don't know how to get the hold of Diana Ross. That's who I'm married to. But we haven't spoken in a long time. Speaking of which, did you know Jared Kushner used to own, uh, well, what, what, what do they say? RH negative is the blood type that uh, is the, what's the, what's the most rare blood type on earth? RH negative. My wife is RH negative. Really? Because I, I want to say like yep. Fritz Springmeier and some uh, of these other guys. I'm talk the about, most common. I'm double O or something. Huh. They say or that the, the most rare is basically the closest uh stock to the royal bloodline that has originated through sumer mesopotamia europe it's the british right. empire never ended you know on our show we do some prank phone calls and silly stuff sometimes i told him i wanted to have him call the doctor's office to get a blood test and ask them if they would be able to tell him if he was reptilian oh yes the only problem is the healthcare out here. You can't get a doctor on the phone. You know, not even a nurse, Nick. It's an answer right. machine. If you got to call New York, call New York. Well, that's the phone call. Yeah, well, I, that's I know true. a doctor. He's a veterinary doctor, but uh, Dr. Mercer, he's he might have to help you out with that. He's a pretty good guy. We'll have to – yeah, we'll have to do that. I'll have to get – he's at the veterinary clinic. Uh, I think the professor – he bought this cat. He thought it was a honey badger. It's a long story. Right. I, listen, I'll tell the fucking story, okay? It was a honey badger. <laughs> we tried to shave it, and then I don't – I can't – that's all that I want to talk about it, all right? It's a fucking honey badger. I'll tell you what. I love it. I love it. I love America. <laughs> I love uh, – this is the professor, right? Yes, I am Professor Guantavius D. Um, I'm a history of accounting professor at Yale University and Cal Berkeley. And a podcaster. Yes, I'm a I'm podcaster. I'm probably a better professor than I am a podcaster. I think you're a great podcaster. But, I love having you on, Professor. Thank you. I really like being here. I don't like sitting next to Drew, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> he smells funny, right? Which reminds me, I was laying in bed last night, and uh, I had the laptop. Maybe I was doing editing, you know? I was working on those bumpers and things and getting getting the cart machine ready for the show. And then I was laying there, right? And then I put the computer down and I just started like fingering my belly button and I thought I felt like a little piece of like sand in there. Right? You ever finger you ever finger your belly button and you feel you smell your finger and it stinks like ass? It's like a little asshole my yeah. belly button. Yeah, well Bro, oh, it gets gross. Dude, in I there. cannot Lent. that's one thing I cannot. If somebody sticks their finger in my belt, like my wife constantly tells me. No, I wouldn't let someone do it to me, but I was doing it to myself. See, it's stinky. Messing around with like my belly button or something, and I'll be like, Kel, get away from me, because it freaks me out, bro. Isn't that like um, 
when like one of those things that moms would always tell the like little kids when they were taking a bath, you know, or shower, don't forget to clean your belly button. You know, I don't think my mama taught me good because my little belly button stinks like an <laughs> asshole when I finger it. <laughs> they, Dude, I, I, yeah, oh, ah, it's yeah. stinky, man. Reminds yeah. me of uh, well, no, Kelly. Kelly, be the, she'd be like, "There's a nugget in there because it'd oh, be like lead." There's gold in there. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let someone else touch mine. Red, I can't get my Keurig or my hot plate to work, and Drew says that I need a generator, but I think he's full of shit. Um, do you have any? <laughs> he, he is full of shit. I well, fucking knew it. Hey, I'm gonna. Okay, so we're talking about David Rockefeller. I want to read this quote from David Rockefeller. This is from his memoirs. Yes. And I'm gonna try to. I don't know what David Rockefeller sounds like, or I try to like read it as him. Uh, here we go. Some even believe we are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States, characterizing my family and me as internationalists, and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure. One world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty, and I'm proud of it. David Rockefeller, 2002 Autobiography Memoirs, page 405. Ooh. Pretty creepy, huh? All right, so I think we're just going gonna to wrap it up, end it on that serious note. Next week, we're going to dig into some Iran. What else is on the agenda for the next show? Uh, we'll probably dive more into the Epstein. I, we'll talk about what is the new world order. I, I really like that question <clears throat> earlier, uh, Nico. We're going to yes, talk about— I, t- I touched on that a little bit. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, um, the Sumerian tablets. and what, what is this? How old is this conspiracy? Well, that was one of my questions, but I didn't want to go do deep, deep, deep today because I was just kind of touching on everything. And each week, what, I, what I'd like to do is also touch— on something current uh, a little bit also and and see how things that are current kind of reflect to things that happened in the past. And one thing I was thinking about was what's going on in Iran and with this missile strike and supposedly we shot down their drone mm. yesterday and how they're trying to pull Trump into war. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like – Sounds like a lot like Iraq. It sounds like the Bay of Tonkin. Bay of, oh, yeah, you're right. Fate. Yeah. Dude, the Gulf now, of Tonkin? Yeah. You know, they're trying to pull him into a war there. And he's got all these hawks, and they're trying to pull this shit on him. Let's now, I don't see know what happened. What he knows, they're telling mm. him that they fucking... Str- I don't know what's going on, but they're trying to sneak this motherfucker into a war. And I'd like to touch on just how these things relate, and we'll save that for next week. I got one thing. Gulf of Tonkin, do you want to know who the admiral of the ship that... Uh, what was it? The USS... Any, okay, the admiral of uh, that ship, USS Pruitt, was was Jim Morrison's father, the Doors singer's no. father. Yes, really, Jim Morrison's dad. Wow. Well, the, a lot of people say he's an MK Ultra handler. Jim Morrison was an MK Ultra slave. Uh, Gulf of Tonkin. Admiral Morrison had a huge hand in starting the Vietnam War. Jim Morrison's father was the admiral of that ship. We're gonna we're gonna save that for next okay, week. Okay, yeah, we, next week. Over and out. Okay, hold on, bye. Oh no, Ted Chapel, fuck you.